Hello, you've tuned in to the Death Dialogues Project podcast. My name is Becky Odd Jennison, and I'm your host. Why death? Death is the part of our lives we are so very certain about, yet we fear the most. Hiding deep within anxiety, which is a current epidemic, lies the fear of death, ours or a loved one's. But what if I told you that people who embrace death and talk about it openly have a more full-spectrum life experience? We know it isn't your fault. We've been programmed to stuff our conversations and feelings surrounding end of life. By listening to other stories, you get invaluable practice. Our listeners feel more informed about what to do when they find themselves negotiating that inevitable terrain. Most of all, our listeners feel a personal expansion after sitting with someone's tender and fascinating story. That's why we say listening will make you a better human. Promise. Thanks for being here. Hey, thank you so much for being here today. On today's episode, it's a bonus episode of Kate, our new co-host and myself, just hashing out information regarding the release of the upcoming book, Death and It's Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Beautiful Lessons. And that is out next week, February 22nd in the States. And of course, we are always in the future over here in New Zealand. That will be February 23rd in New Zealand. And this isn't a very long episode, but it does give you some insight about what this book holds and some of the process surrounding writing it. So thank you right now for your support in this very moment. And If you can share about the book or point people towards it that you think need it or could use it, um, I think it's a place that could even be training ground for counselors and people who are working in the end-of-life industries. Um, I also, as other people have commented that have endorsed the book, um, think it's a beautiful gift. You know, there's so many times we don't feel like we have words to show up for people on the heels of deep loss and tragedy. And I know so many people I've talked to told me that they just searched and searched for a book. They wanted to see that someone had lived through the pain that they had gone through or something similar to what they've gone through. I thought about this as I created this very, very gentle holding place that's informative, yet also very, very full of grace. And I think that you'll see that when you open up its pages. And obviously, we see it when we look at its gorgeous cover. So thank you so much for coming along for the ride. Thank you to all the storytellers who have been a part of this project and are in the heart of this book and even in the book. Um, I can't thank you all enough. And thanks for being here. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us for this little chat. I just wanted to say this is the first time Kate Burns and I have been on together. 
And I want to officially welcome her to the Death Dialogues Project team. As you wouldn't know, Kate has been behind the scenes recording lots of podcasts, um, episodes while I've been doing book and other project work. And uh, Death, or Kate was previously on the Death Dialogues Project podcast. I don't remember the number right now. It was in the 90s. I can't remember which one, though. It was on Mother's Day. If you want to mm-hmm. go and check that out, we can put that in the program notes. Um, but anyway, thank you, Kate. Thank you for everything you've been doing. Thank you for stepping up and volunteering to do this work. And thank you for being here with me today. Well, thank you so much for, for letting me part become part of your project and such a huge um, having such a huge impact on this world between your your podcasts and your books and your blogs and social media. I'm just, I am so, so grateful and thankful to be a part of it. Oh, thank you so much. Well, yeah, we just hit the ground running together, didn't we? Kate has we really did. experience with trauma interviewing. And after I heard she did, we do have a, a podcast recording that came out during the summer, I believe. And that Mm -hmm. was her first foray into the podcast world. And I just loved the way she worked. And so it was sold that she is quite capable and she's (laughs) very much um, into the mission aspect of this work as well. So we're, we're a good fit. So today what we thought we would do is, you know, the book um, death and it's terrible, horrible, no good, very beautiful lessons is on the shelves on the 22nd. That's so hard to believe, February 22nd. (laughs) And we just thought as uh, for this week's episode, it just might be nice to have a a short chat about it. So hit me, Kate. Any questions? (laughs) Uh, Yes. Yes. I think um, I want people to just know uh, a little bit about this book. I want them to kind of have a little glimpse into it because as we previously talked about, this book could be seen as a very, very beautiful and impactful gift to anybody who is either experiencing deep loss and grief, anybody who's kind of going through that journey, maybe even a couple of years later, and also a gift for the people who are supporting people through grief. And so um, if you can just tell people just in the Cliff's Notes version, what do you talk about in your book? And then I, I have a couple of follow-up things to say about the things that were most impactful for me as I read through it. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So the book, um, actually, I think people tend to um, go straight to the grief area. So that is a, a big part of the book, but it's actually starts um, talking about how society has closeted these conversations surrounding death and a little bit of a sociological perspective in a really conversational way and actually um, mainly coming from my brain and my experience. <laughs> and then um, we talk we talk about uh, different aspects of preparing for death and the difficult conversations and then different ways of looking at death, um, just possibilities that I didn't know were out there until I was exposed and I went on fire about this beautiful experience we had with having my brother home with us um, for a few days. And then my mother, 
who was born in 1922 and was used to death being taken care of in the home, wanting the same for herself here and didn't even darken the door of a funeral home. Um, so these things were life changing for me and having a lifetime of listening to stories and being at the bedside of other people who were dying and um, doing dignity therapy with people in the last months of their lives. Um, death has always called me and Karen Wyatt, um, the doctor who has end of life university podcast, amazing author. She interviewed me one time and she put it really well. And cause we have a, we had a similar um, way of kind of coming into our projects and, and she said, Becky, it's like death was calling you all along, all throughout your career. But with the Death Dialogues Project, you finally answered. And I think the the book, you can tell me if you think I'm right, Kate, but I think the book is just kind of like this holding the project in your hand, kind mm -hmm. of this physical manifestation of the project. Every chapter starts with uh, a poem that I wrote at a relevant time as the chapter that you're going to talk about usually or something, you know, that along those lines. And then it's a very conversational book. It's not like a be all end all resource. It's about opening up to the conversations and seeing if you on your own want to explore different areas more and more in depth and find the resources to help you do that. Um, and then at the end of it, there's a little section um, you could call them blessings, just like three little gentle um, gifts to people as they move on into the next area that, that we're talking about. And then throughout the chapters, we have um, snippets that people have voiced or written parts of their stories. And, and so you all along are being given um, the threads of commonality between people's stories. And mm -hmm. when we look at grief, we don't just look at grief as grief. We look at, gosh, I don't even know, even know if you have the book in front of you. I, many, many facets of grief. There's many, mm -hmm. many subheadings of grief. And the first one's called Help Me Now, because we know if this lands in the hands of somebody who's had a recent traumatic loss, that they just may be desperate um, to feel better. And so I bring some of my trauma mitigation training and therapeutic work throughout the pages of this book as well to give people some really simple yet research-based concrete tools that they can actually put into place to help calm their nervous system and their mind and their body, but also can be utilized to help feel a connection to their loved one and to the beyond. And that's intermingled throughout the book as yet. And then we end on, I always say death has dismantled me. My big, big deaths of my core people dismantled me and I've been put back together differently. And mm -hmm. one way or the other, these big losses in our life, these deaths that are traumatic in whatever way that means for us, the way it changes our life, it changes who we are. It changes the way we walk in the world. I mean, we are, I believe, you know, cellularly rearranged um, the mm -hmm. way we eat, the way we talk, the way our brain functions. And through that, I like to call that transformation. And there comes a time that maybe 
maybe we can decide what we want that transformation to look like. And I would argue that for me, this project is part of my transformation um, and a decision I made because I was acutely grieving when it began. So I hopefully, does that cover it about in a nutshell, do you think? It absolutely does. And I love the idea of this being kind of part of your transformation. And I think that's something that for for people who are maybe listening to this, who um, maybe are in just the throes of grief, maybe they just lost someone. um, I know that it can be really challenging to picture what they're going through in the moment as a transformation or that they might they might have something out of this. They might get something out of this. It, there may be something good that comes from it because it certainly doesn't feel like it at the time. And I think your the title of your book really kind of encapsulates that uh, very well. And I think the only thing that I would disagree with you on is how this, you know, you said this isn't a the be all end all resource guide. And I disagree with that because as we've talked about, it it brings a little bit of everything. There's something in there for everyone, just like your your whole entire project with all of the different things that you're doing with it, whether it's recording or writing books or blogs or social media that, you know, people people go to social media for easily digestible information, but now you've lengthened it into a book. And I think the the thing that struck me the most about this book was the way that you formatted it and put it together. And you talked a little bit about the poetry at the beginning and what I love the most is how you've brought in research, whether it's your own research or things that we know because of other people's research. You brought in people's stories, the stories that people actually told you through the podcast. Um, you brought in your own voice and your own story as well, um, little bits and pieces so that people know that that you're the real deal and you've been through this. You, you walked through this um, if I'm not mistaken, within nine months of your brother dying and then your mother dying. Um, and you talked to the, talked about them in the book as being kind of your soul connects. And um, I think this book will, will be the be all end all for people. I think this is one that people will keep coming back to because it's, it says so many things and it speaks to, I, I believe every level of grief and every different type of griever. Um, would you agree with that, that it speaks to every different type of griever? <laughs> oh, you're so kind. And I'm <laughs> humbled. And I mean, I guess the Kate, the way I see it is, I don't know that we even know what every mm. type of griever is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because it, it just, it's, you know, it's like the rainbow. It's just, there's such mm-hmm. a, a, a wide variety of the way people show up. But I hope Yeah, I hope the themes that they find within, um, I think they will find some that aren't really talked about and might just be nodding their head or or what I'm hoping is just a visceral exhale of like, oh, thank you. You know, Mm -hmm. there's not something wrong with me or. And and one of the things that, that I didn't mention that I love about this book is that as we wrap it up with transformation, we share individuals transformation stories how they feel that they have transformed been transformed Mm -hmm. by death Mm -hmm. and so the idea is not this is what you need to do right or you are going to transform but it's about listen this is what other people have experienced Mm -hmm. Um, so it tells you there's a possibility and then we even have 
um, yeah, a community built there. Many of those people have, out of their grief and their traumatic loss, built projects that you can turn to and find community in or find services in, somebody to talk to or a death doula if you're looking at that area of life. So it's not a resource book as in, okay, under D we have death doula, you know, that kind of thing. But it is one, I think, that gives so many ideas and ends on a lot of resources that you might find hope in. I'd love hope to be a theme of it. It, hope is something that that sh- definitely shined through as I was reading it. And um, I think for people who are reading the book, regardless of where they are in their journey, uh, you know, grief can be isolating even many years later. And um, I know that's how I personally found your, your podcast. Uh, it was through that isolation and not really um, not really be, being able to find anywhere, any resource, any book, any podcast, any blog that would talk about the complication of grief. And that's something that you touched on quite a few times um, within within your book. And we've talked about a number of times on the podcast as well. And the complication is something that is so confusing and the isolation can be overwhelming. And you and I had talked previously about the the reciprocity and kind of the back and forth, which is another thing that that I loved is how you talk about your your own trauma and your own grief, and you kind of drop those. I saw them as like little nuggets of information that you dropped in about yourself, and so I I want to acknowledge too that you have a second book coming out that's a memoir. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about that as well? Oh, sure. That one um, is called And Then the Stars Spoke. So these were supposed to be one book, just a little bit about me and the background, because I had people asking for that frequently. And why don't you do more about your story? Or why don't we hear more from you about what you've been through on the podcast? And, and I haven't, you know, I'm not opposed to doing that at some point, but I haven't really done that so much, except intermingled sometimes with the general conversation. But I, my, um, publisher felt like that these were two distinct books. And so that made me grow a memoir through the lens of death. And so I really, um, throughout my life, uh, was exposed to a lot of death and kind of went on a journey during the writing that actually highlighted even more than I realized why I'm here where I'm at right now with this project. And it was an intense, I had a lot of trauma growing up. So it was an intense experience writing that. And yeah, that one's out May 10th. And I'm really excited about that. And I will mention that the process of both of these, you know, I talk about being a therapist gone rogue a lot and, you know, just as a definition and because I have a lot of clinical training lots of clinical training, lots of clinical background, you know, 40 years of working in the helping fields. And this work is totally different because I can be a human talking with Mm -hmm. another human and that reciprocity you were talking about. There can be sharing and, and grief is one of those areas that, as I say in the book, you know, sitting across the table from my, um, friend who used to be my clinical supervisor, who we hadn't seen each other for quite a while. And in the last time I, before I'd seen her, since I'd seen her, she'd had a lot of really traumatic death experiences. And she just leaned over the table at lunch and said, what in the world were we doing before, before Mm -hmm. this happened to us? 
I want to go back and I want to tell everyone I've sat with, with their grief, I'm sorry. I just mm-hmm. didn't know. And um, that's the way it is, folks. This is an area. And that's one of my issues. That thread that's all throughout is if you're going to see somebody for your grief, interview them, ask, make sure that it's something that they've experienced themselves. Because me and every other therapist out there that's been through the experience can tell you um, the way you practice will change once you have been through the trenches. It's a little bit like, um, you know, other experiences that people can have that you just cannot know the depth of it until you've, your heart has been there. I totally agree. You know, a theme of, of the book too, you know, I'm talking about going and seeing a, an expert, a therapist, a, you know, whoever you need to go and see to get help, but also your theme throughout the book and trusting yourself. Um, is it okay if I read one of my favorite excerpts that I actually screenshot um, in my, my copy? Okay. Sure. So let me pull it up real quick. It says, many of us are experts on complicated or complex grief, although we may not know it. Why? Because our lives, our relationships are so very complex, such as the nature of life. Unfortunately, the little generic bites we are spoon-fed about grief are usually of the one-size-fits-all variety, so people frequently feel less than or believe they must be damaged when their loss brings out so many varied reactions. Feeling abnormal becomes fertile ground for stuffing or hiding or denying our many varied emotions about death. So that was, that was, I, there were several screenshots that I took, but that's the one that I put the little heart next to on my phone because, um, this, I think, I think so many people will be able to relate to a lot of things in this book, but particularly that, because, you know, the complication is, is huge and, and we are the experts in our own life and you, you almost give permission to people in this book to, exhale and just say, I've got this, even though I feel like I'm out of control, I don't know what I'm doing. This book gives you pause in being able to trust yourself. And I just want to say how much that I personally appreciate that. And I know a lot of other people will too. Oh, thank you. That's the hope. I mean, just with all of this project, it's mission work and it's hoping that the podcasts land in the right ears. You know, these tiny stories are there hoping for that person that's, you know, sad and missing their loved one and is scrolling through social media may happen upon them and see that they're not alone. And the book is for those people who, um, well, all of the above, because hopefully everybody continues to read books, but that, that aspect as well of not only for yourself as a resource, but needing it as a, or wanting it as a gift to share with other people that you think could benefit. And I will say, you know, I think at some point I will be um, contacting some counseling programs and some maybe even uh, the death doulas could find it helpful for families they're working with. I do feel mm-hmm. like it has potential to be a great resource and fertile ground for training. It'd be an alternative type of mm-hmm. training book that, that I think the students would love to, to experience mm-hmm. because it is less of the rote information and more about sitting inside people's stories. But I tell you what, I would have loved to have had it and, and you had it as a resource in my training for the therapies that I've trained for. 
Absolutely. I can just see this book in every every therapist in the world's office sitting on their table just ready to ready to either read themselves or maybe even pull some excerpts while they're in a session um, for people. And you look at the gorgeous, gorgeous cover. And the second book's cover is by the same author as well. And I mean, the whole point of the way I wrote the book was to be palatable, right? Mm -hmm. Was to be human to human, not expert to human, not Mm -hmm. reigning in with the shoulds, not shooting on people, right? So (laughs) that... That aspect, I hope, is what will comfort not only caregivers and um, helpers um, and people that have experienced loss and also the dying themselves. I, mm-hmm. I hope the gentleness in it provides a, a, a beautiful container to hold people during their most difficult times. I have no doubt that it will. I, I have no doubt at all. Um, do you want to tell people where, so this book, this this particular book comes out on February 22nd. Um, do you want to tell people where they can where they can find a copy? Absolutely. So first of all, of course, um, it's it's going to be easily available at Amazon. And um, but we want it in all bookstores. And so if you don't see it in your bookstore, one thing I do ask, um, because we don't ask, you know, we're not doing Patreon, we're not doing asking for donations, but the hope is that um, some of the sales of this book can help fund this project and keep it moving forward. Mm -hmm. And uh, what would be really, really beautiful is if you could go to your local bookstores and ask to have it on the shelves. Um, Mm -hmm. It's, it's in the, that world where, uh, Ingram Sparks or whatever, where everybody goes, you know, booksellers go to, to get their books. So mm-hmm. um, I'd like to say it will be everywhere, but I don't know how that works at the very beginning. And the okay. more people that request it, obviously the better, but yeah, you can always get it the traditional online manners and um, book depository, those kind of online shops. Um, but yeah, I'd love to see it and hopefully coming over to the States and after mm-hmm. the second one's released. And I'd love to, to go around to some, some indie bookshops and um, we'll see what the terrain looks like then, but maybe even do a reading or at least just stop in and say hi and let them know about the book. So if anybody has um, interest in something like that, give me a shout and um, I'd be happy to entertain that and in New Zealand as well. Mm-hmm. Well, I know the perfect bookstore here in our little Lawrence, Kansas community that would would love to probably see something like that happen. So I'll I'll definitely put a bug in their ear. Um, I know we need to wrap pretty soon. Is there anything else that you want to share about death and its terrible, horrible, no good, very beautiful lessons? Well, I tend to um, talk about it as our book, our you know, I, I, we speak in plural. And I just want to give a shout out to the many, many, many people that you will find in that book. And uh, our story storytellers for the project have been so generous with their time and opening up their hearts to us. And it, again, there's that reciprocity, because I know from what they tell me that they get a lot from it, but they're mm-hmm. giving to others is such an important part of this book. And so I want to thank everyone for their involvement with this book, including yourself, Kate. Thank you so much for your support. 
Yes, always. Thank you. I hope that you continue doing amazing work and, and continue kind of growing this, this death and grief literate world because we definitely need books and podcasts exactly like these. Oh, thank you so much. All right. Well, maybe we will circle back around and have another conversation another time, um, possibly about the second book, which was a whole different experience of writing <laughs> because it was me, me, me. And for that reason, I'm really, really happy that this one's coming out first and I get to, <laughs> to cut my teeth on, um, you know, the project based book. So that's, that's exciting. Excellent. Thank you so much, Kate. Yep. Thank you. All right. Take care, everybody. We hope you've enjoyed your time with us today. We'd love for you to get further connected with our project. You can find the links in the podcast information. You can also find the Death Dialogues Project on Facebook, on Instagram, and at www.deathdialogues.net. Take good care and see you next time.